are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Uh, good evening. I'm Butthead. Uh, <laughs> and I'm Beavis. <laughs> Happy 30th anniversary, Metallica. <laughs> uh, boy, Beavis, you sounded like a wuss when you said that. This is Metallica, not some, like, old couple. Check this out. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Metallica! Happy anniversary! 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 I think Master of Puppets signifies for a lot of people, and it does for me as well, the pinnacle of the Cliff Burton era with Metallica, obviously, but also it was still rebellious. Back then it was just still the four of us in a van out to conquer the world. Master Puppets seemed to be the kind of the culmination of the journey that had started, I guess, four or five years before with James and I getting together, writing some songs, Kirk and Cliff joining at uh, separate times within basically, I guess, six months. And that lineup kind of settling. That album, uh, it's, it's interesting because it just, you know, from the moment it was released, it never went away and still has not, you know, and doesn't show any signs of it going away at all. Master Puppets, to me, uh, defines a really amazing time for Metallica, a high point in a, in, a, in a strong period in their writing. I think it's when the band really kind of found this niche. You know, I really feel that a lot of the music on, on Master Puppets, we really had to, we really pulled out of a deep place, you know. A lot of, a lot of it, it's just so emotional, you know, from music to lyrics to, you know, the guitar solos to, to even the arrangements, you know, it's so dramatic. To me, it's like it's a great, it's a, like a great painting. That's what Master Puppets represents to me. It's, it's not just music, but there's so much more to it. It's art. Even the album cover, it's art, you know, it's just this wonderful ball of energy. Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today we got Lee and we got a special guest from The Plug, The Mountain Man. What's up, guys? I'm doing not bad. How are you doing? I'm going to be taking a quick drink. Drink, drink, drink. I start to say skitter pal meow meow. That's nothing new that we don't know from Lee. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have your skitter pal meow meow. I have my I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink. That's your line. Mm. Every time I say skitter pal meow meow, you better take a fucking chunk. Oh shit! Mm. <laughs> I should go get a beer now. <laughs> that was no. Good. I'm doing pretty good, Mark. Uh, uh, that's oh, a wait. good one. My God, there's good. Oh yeah. Uh, and now I'm so done. I'm, I'm I mean, I'm only done burping, not done sipping. But. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what it is. Yeah. No, Lee, Mark, I appreciate y'all uh, asking me to be on the show. I'm doing very oh, well. Right on. Hello? Hello? We had a dropout. Um, 
What happened? Oh, there you are. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know. I guess Lee was talking and cut you off. <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you, Mountain Man. Where did the skitter pal meow meow come from? Was it when you were stoned or high or drunk? What was going on? <laughs> um, well, to be honest, it, uh, you know the movie Super Troopers, of course. Oh, yeah. With the, okay. <laughs> with the meow segment. Yeah. So, oh. Since I live up here in the mountains and we just say shit that pisses everybody off because we can't talk correctly, mm. my co-host Bushy because he can't stand the way I talk half the time. No, oh. um, pretty much. Uh, just sat one day was watching Super Troopers come up with the meow part, but yeah. uh, I sit and just being bored one day, hyper as hell, and uh, somehow or another come up with Skitter. And yeah. uh, then uh, watch uh, the pal is actually from uh, Full Throttle Saloon. Uh, the band uh, Jesse De- James Dupree plays for, and he always say says "papal" all the damn time. Huh. Combined it all together, the mount man come up with a saying that nobody fucking understands or gets. Neither does he, but it's fun. To say. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It's like if, if if you really wanted to annoy um, someone on a podcast, like maybe sometime me and you, we could start out by talking regularly and then slur our words. So I would say, well, what I really like about the song, I kind of sound like him with his hand. And what are you thinking? You go, yeah, I kind of, yeah. And then just keep doing that until they say, what the hell? Right, exactly. You know, that would be cool. I said it at work to somebody. I go, I listen to this podcast. He goes, Skitter Pal Meow Meow. I go, what the fuck? <laughs> well, there was this one thing of a of a cat who goes like, no, 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 no. And you see the cat do that. And so someone did this. There's this lady who does a song. I forget who she is, but the song was like, uh, da, da, da. Don't lie, and so they they combined and went uh, da da da, don't lie, no 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 no, uh, da da da, don't lie, no 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 no, and they show the cat, <laughs> you know, so it's really weird. I'll give you the link. It's really <laughs> worth seeing. It's oh. so weird. It's it's <laughs> nobody nobody knows what to think of it, but it's really funny. I don't know, but I remember when I used to get high in the 90s, me and my friends would be sitting there watching Beavis and Butthead, and we just started going, and then we go, Isher, Bisher, Disher, Kisher, Risher, Risher, and then we'd start talking in gibberish, <laughs> and then yeah. people around us would go, what the fuck are they talking about? And we didn't know what the fuck we were talking about, we were just fucking stoned. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it is a definite true fact, if you've never seen Beavis and Butthead, you really wouldn't yeah. understand. That reference. So, what, what yeah, I have. Play? I don't know if either one of you are gamers or not. I actually play. Uh, I'm not a hardcore video gamer. I, I try, but I play PS4 every now and then, which is how me and Bushy actually met the first time. He used to pay, play Call of Duty on PS3. And yeah. uh, my gamer tag is actually uh, Dubber Bunholia. <laughs> oh. Beavis and Butthead, and every single time uh, we get on and play, I, everybody tells me I can do it perfectly, but here you go. I am the great corn. Oh, no. ah, I need to be for my corn. Ah. <laughs> oh. 
That's I, how much of a fan I was of Beavis and Butthead. So there you go. Wow. Yeah, I used to put my chef coat on at work and do that. And then my lead would start taking it. I go, that was my idea, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah, but I do it better. I go, no, you don't. I do. <laughs> we start arguing. It's funny. I love Beavis and Butthead, man. I, I yeah. liked it when they brought it back for that one year, man. They had some great episodes, and then they just took it off again. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, abs- that, that show I absolutely... Is- sorry. Go no, go ahead. I was going to say, I absolutely hate it when I'm in a room and, and some asshole does something really embarrassing that they took from me and then they don't give me credit. <laughs> oh, I especially like oh the- so in other words, walk in a room with a tucked shirt and stick my hand out? Huh. Um, (laughs) If I was drunk enough, I'd take that hand. (laughs) Oh, Lee, I gotta give you hell. I love you, brother. It's okay. Um, um, Sometimes I get excited by hell. Did did you see that that, that, that on one of the newer episodes of Beavis and Butter when they brought it back? They they were working at their uh, restaurant. And they figured out they could go to the bathroom as much as they want on free breaks. So they went in there and started eating the french fries. They had ketchup on the toilet seat and dipping the fries on there. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, that episode kind of a little bit uh, pushed me to the to the breaking point of view. Somebody, but I, I've come, that's one of the shows that has a cult following more than a wide base fan range. So yeah. yeah. You gotta be a particular person to love Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Does Bushy yeah. like Beavis and Butthead? Oh, I love them. Uh, there's just some of the newer episodes that kind of push the limits of, oh my god, really? They went that damn far? Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of true. We could go to the bathroom as much as you, they can't hold you from going to the bathroom when you work in food service, but then nobody was attending the counter. That was hilarious. <laughs> hey, we're yeah, going to but, the bathroom. <laughs> I could tell you some things that my um, late uncle used to tell me about when he was a baby, and I think it's funny, and he thought it was funny, but if you were there, you'd probably run out of the room and say, that's too gross. And and, and, and he would just, you know, um, our dinner conversations were not like other families' conversations. Right. You know, um, there's, there's a story that I wrote called Dingbat, and I based it on, um, well, the first part was him as a little baby, and um, I I could mention um, more, but um, it might it might be kind of like um, you might be a little bit grossed out. So let's just say he he was he was curious about what he used to taste. Oh wow! Oh. You know. <laughs> All right, now now, <laughs> now that we're done with that, let's get on to this album. <laughs> yeah. So let's segue. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna do "Master of Puppets" by the Mighty Metallica, which was released March third, nineteen eighty-six. And when this album first came out, I'll tell you the truth: I was not into Metallica until their next album. Because my friend, Scott Travato, shout out to him, I'm still friends with him. Uh, we worked at In-N-Out Burger out here in California. And he said, you've never heard Metallica? I go, no, I've never heard Metallica. And he Because I was into Tesla, Def Leppard, I was into metal, but not, Metall- not into the speed stuff yet. And then he said, you need to listen to this. So he brought in uh, 
it just came out, I guess. I heard one on MTV a lot, and he brought in um, and Justice for All, which now I found out has no bass. I didn't notice it back then. <laughs> but uh, I'm kind of hoping when they remaster Injustice, they bring back Jason's bass playing. That would be awesome. They still have those yep. tapes. Uh, and then he he brought me Justice for All, and then he gave me Kill 'Em All. And I go, fuck. Kill 'Em All is actually what got me into Metallica, not really Justice for All. I love Kill 'Em All so bad, so much. I went out That's and bought, bought the other three. Because I, ha- I bought Injustice wow. for All because he told me to buy it. And then I bought the, and then he gave me Kill 'Em All, and I go, oh my god, this is awesome. I need this CD. <laughs> and then that's how I yeah. got into Metallica. So I'm not one of those black album Metallica people that everybody talks about. Oh, they came uh, on in a black album. I actually liked Metallica before the black album came out. And when the black album came out, yes, I do like it, and a lot of people give me shit for that. But I think it's a hard rock album. It's not speed, but it's freaking. It's got the hard crunches on it. So we'll get mm-hmm. into that for another day. But that's how I got yeah. into this album, and. Reading about this, I, I was reading on Wikipedia, and it says that Getty Lee of Rush, they wanted him to produce this album, which their schedules never fell into place, so he never got to produce it. But I'm just wondering what Getty would have did with Cliff Burton on the bass. Because <laughs> huh. Cliff That's... Burton is awesome, and so is Getty. I bet he would have worked on his bass playing a lot, but I don't think Cliff needs that much work. But fuck, no, probably would have helped him a little bit. Because yeah, right. He, yeah, and before recording this album, um, I knew this already. Kirk Cammett went in to uh, get lessons from Joe Satriani how to record his guitars. And also Lars mm. Urich took drum lessons. <laughs> yep. Huh. Yeah, oh. so just little tidbits on this album. So how did you get into this album, uh, Mountain Man? Well, for me, it all started with Ride the Lightning. Now, you, now a lot of people, just like on the plug, need to understand I'm a young buck. I'm not the same age as a lot of people podcasting these days. So, for me, I got into Metallica later. A lot of people kept trying to throw down my throat the Black Album. Just like you said, oh, yeah, the Black Album's where they broke out. No, it's not. I'm sorry, I completely disagree. If it wasn't for Cliff Burton, I'll be honest, that is one of my favorite bass players of all time, him being able to play uh, uh, freehand on a bass and definitely for whom the bell tolls to keep up with Kurt Hammond on the guitar, yeah that, he, he in my opinion uh, God rest his soul, I hate he passed when he did but for me I got into Ride the Lightning through my brother he was a huge Metallica fan and there's a 13 year gap between me and my brother so he, he's been a fan of them since the first album all the way through but the first time I got into him was Ride the Lightning, and then he's like, I was like, do they have anything a little more hardcore, a little more in your face? And he introduced me to Master of Puppets. And there's three songs I love on this album in particularly, but there is a couple that I'm kind of a little yeah about to a point, because I'm like, this sounds like Metallica, but at the same time, I, 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 I love to criticize a little bit, so... Mm. Some some of the stuff could have been done better. Some stuff could have been a little bit held back. So, but the whole album in general oh. is a pretty good album, I have to say. So, yeah. What about you, Lee? Well, first I want to say when you mentioned that we would be doing this album, I thought, oh shit, because I don't have hardly anything bad to say about it. I'm like, this is going to be boring. I mean, what what happens is. Um, I mean, I I wrote some notes, and so I try to make it sound like me. But the thing is, 
I had not heard this album until relatively recently. I first bought Metallica with Ride the Lightning. I used to buy magazines like Hit Parader and things like that, and they would mention Metallica, so I had heard of them, and I thought, well, okay, I'm kind of excited to listen to this group, and I bought Ride the Lightning, and there's a couple of songs I liked, but as I'll mention in the certain songs that I'm talking about on this album, uh, I'll say I didn't really care for a lot of Ride the Lightning only because the way Lars plays the drums, it's like there's certain beats that are so fast that I get tripped up and I can't keep up with him. It's like the, 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 the beat, because some of the beats in songs like, like, like they're not like one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. They're like one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. And then when, and then when the accent is on the second beat, it gets me confused. So it sounds like one, two, one, one, two, one, two. And then I'm like, now I'm kind of like confused because it's like, one, 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 wait a minute, no, it's one, 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 but the way he does it is like, one, 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 so, but anyway, um, that was my start with Metallica, and then, um, I had, I had heard the Black Album because a friend of mine had bought it, and he stayed with us for a while, and so I'd, I'd listened to it with him, wasn't, particularly thinking it was so great. Rolling Stone thought it was really good, and I wanted to like it, and I don't hate it, but I mean, for me, I thought it was a little bit, like, tamer than it could have been, but then when I heard Master of Puppets, because someone asked if I would do a review of it, I heard it, and I was like, wow, you know, this is really good. So, um, even though I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of Metallica, I have to say that uh, that's with the exception of Master of Puppets, which is, to me, um, a classic album. Yeah, and the last album with the mighty Cliff Burton on it, so sad. Yep. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So, no, wait, wait, wait. The Mountain Man and Lee Gertzman has some disagreements? Holy shit, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> um, I, I don't know yet. So let's uh, um what are, oh, since you're the guest on the show today uh Mountain Man what three songs are your favorite of would you like us to play on this album from this album Well we'll start with the number one track uh, basically I'm going to have to run with uh Battery to okay. begin with uh Pause and first eight do you do like me and Bushy do you play the song in between Yeah Okay Okay, and, so... Oh, no, I do it later. <laughs> I do it just before we just... I, pa I, tell, I pause it, I say, Here, here's the song. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, pretty much with Battery uh, is one of my, definitely one of my all-time favorite songs uh, by Metallica, for sure. Especially with Cliff, Cliff Burton playing the bass, keeping up with everything, as I said earlier. But... 
uh, for the song, in my opinion, Battery Begins with the perfect uh, acoustic bit. In my opinion, it might be the best intro Metallica has ever done to a song with an acoustic guitar. The guitar riffs are very powerful and absolutely blow you away. The song then goes into a very fast... The, uh, the song goes into a very uh, fast-paced, uh, heavy guitar riff that pairs with head feels aggressive vocals. An instrumental breakdown, in my opinion, uh, perfectly placed in the song, sounds fantastic. Kurt definitely believe, uh, delivers uh, one of his best-sounding solos in that I think he has ever done, and in the perfect way, open the thrash out, open the thrash album begin. So that's that's basically my input for the song. I mean, on all the aspects of making it a great it's song fun. in general. Wow. So what did you think about it, Lee? Um, my notes are not going to compare to him. He's the intellectual today. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm, like, um, I'm, um, I just thought, well, it's interesting. I thought this is like fi fight fire with fire, but it works. I wasn't into fight fire with fire too much. The beat I could never follow, but this is a powerhouse song, one yes, of Metallica's best. Yeah, this is a great song, man. I, I love it. It freaking kicks ass. And when you're driving down the road listening to this album, you find yourself going 100 miles an hour. Or when Lee is walking, he's going 10. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If Lee's out of vodka. That might be about 20, 15 miles an hour. 20, 15 miles an hour. All right. Only so, if the door is about to close and I need to get the last bottle quick. All right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> All right, before we go into the, the next track, um, what are your other two songs on here that you'd like us to play? Uh, uh, well, I know I'm the guest, but let's, uh, uh, let's, let's go ahead and go with uh, Mr. Lee's next choice. I like okay. okay. Um, I, how about Leopard Messiah? Okay. And the third track. Um, how about you pick? You never hardly pick. Why oh. not you? Then I'll pick Sanitarium. <laughs> okay. Welcome home, Sanitarium. That's cool. That's my favorite track. Well, actually, I like the instrumental the best, but I'm not going to put an instrumental for people on here. <laughs> unless we do a Joe Satriani album, and they're all instrumentals, unless it's Flying in a Blue Dream. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so uh, right now on the Freeform Rock Podcast, here is Battery by Metallica.
That was Battery by Metallica. Now let's get into the next track, which is the did title. You talk about, did you talk about what you thought of Battery? Yeah, I did. I, I said it's oh, like driving, okay. makes you want to drive a million miles an oh, hour in your okay. car. Oh, okay. All right. And I, I just yeah, thought I'm, you were... I'm not as eloquent as the Mountain Man over there. With no, no. I, I, just thought, no, no. I just thought you were given like a real quick, witty aside about me. So oh. it was all about me. So I'm sorry. Okay. It's always Lee? about you, Lee. Yeah, right. right on. <laughs> anyway, go on. You haven't had enough shots. You're not keeping up yet. Take another shot. I, I, I will. I, I will. I, I just did. I'll do it in a few minutes. Okay. Sorry. All right. Now we get into the next track, Master of Puppets, a title track. What do you think about this, Mountain Man? Well, Master of Puppets, uh, to me, is an absolute epic guitar riff fest. I mean, Kurt Hammett and James both rhythm and lead fantastically deliver in the beginning and thanks to the mo multiple tempo uh, changes and heavy selections and the softer sections in my opinion James Headfield's vocals are amazing on this song um, Barton's, va uh, uh, Barton's bass is very audible as well you can hear his bass line in it along with the two guitars which any band anywhere you can hardly tell a bass line with two guitar players, except for Cliff Burton. Um, the drumming is also fantastic from Lars. Uh, the first solo, uh, the first softer uh, guitar solo is a nice change of pace from the rest of the song. On the second solo, is even better. So, I cannot find one flaw nowhere for the song Master of Puppets in any way, shape, or form. Wow. You know, that was awesome. Oh. <laughs> okay, Lee, can you follow that? I can only give you what I say. I can't say I can follow it. I have to <laughs> trudge meekly by. But anyway, again, this is sort of like the song Ride the Lightning, but even better. This is probably one of Metallica's very best songs. Two of my friends, one who had the Black Album, he used to play the riff of this on a guitar. And then um, my friend who I do music with on Wednesdays, um, a, a, a mutual friend of ours, um, he used to play that riff on, on guitar. So it's a song that a lot of people play the riff of. And um, I never n knew how great the actual song was until I finally heard M Metallica do it because they only would do the riff and they would stop. The whole song's great. It's a classic song on a classic album. Not much more to say except I want to dance in the street now with my jug of cognac. Oh, wow. Woo! I, I don't want to... I, I got to get that visual out of my head now. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, this song is just freaking powerful, the lyrics. And it's like when you hear him say, you're dedicated to how I'm killing you. You know, it has feels wild, <laughs> man. And it says, come drawing faster, obey your master. Your life is burning faster. Obey your master, faster. They go, master of puppets, I'm pulling your strings. It's just like, fuck. You know, it's a song about freaking the government killing you, man. Sending you off to war. And it's like, yep fuck but it rocks <laughs> it's like freaking terrible subject matter but fuck they they bring it on home freaking excellent yep it, that reminds me of 
weirdly enough, when, when you mentioned that, I hadn't even thought of that. I was just listening to the song, but there was an opera by Leon Cavallo called I Pagliacci about this clown who always paint a sad face because he was sad. But then he sees this girl dancer or some who he loves, and he's so upset that he can't go for her because he has to be a clown that he starts killing people. And he says, ha, 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 <laughs> laugh, clown, laugh. And then he goes, recitar, which means something like, soon the knife is going to come in or something. And my dad used to listen to that, and he used to, wave a knife around and go ha 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 to act it out which would scare some people but I was used to it and he was fun but anyway it, it reminded me of that Yeah, when you said that okay the mountain man's realized I've got to drive 3,000 miles just come sit and fucking have a conversation with Lee Gershman hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I, hey, hey I'd be hey, I'd be cool about that man <laughs> you gotta you know? get him before he gets drunk then you get him drunk <laughs> yeah then no, you, you get me when I'm drunk, then you get me more drunk. <laughs> okay. Well, that, the, if he gets drunk enough, I'll just sit there and listen to him play piano for hours. Hell, <laughs> hey, hey, I can, I can play you probably as many hours of... The Beatles only did like about six hours worth of music that was recorded. I've right. done six hours of music in two or three days. Damn. Right. Yeah. And, and then we get into the third track, The Thing That Should Not Be. What'd you think about this one, Mountain Man? Well, with this song, as everybody knows, it is a very, very slower-paced song than the first two tracks. But in my opinion, it has one of the heaviest-sounding guitar riffs that James and Kurt has put out compared to all their albums before, or possibly even ever done. I love Lars's drumming during the track, and uh, I'm I'm a little bit yeah on headfield on headfield vocal delivery. It kind of sounded to me he was trying too hard on certain key points. The chorus is fantastic and perfectly delivered, uh, but on some of it, it, it that ooh yeah oh that shit he always does that, that just kind of irks me a little bit with James but you can kind of tell he was kind of pushing for that in some instances of it um, but the guitar solo is awesome and uh, the uses of it is uh, uh, with the awesome whammy effects Kurt definitely delivered on those I like the track and it, it is a pretty good change of pace just for me James tried a little too hard what'd, oh. you, what'd you think about it Lee? Um, again, in the comparison with, with the Ride the Lightning album, this is like Creeping Death, but even better. This album is really just an improvement over the album Ride the Lightning. It also has kind of a Megadeth vibe to it. I could party with my friends to this song. And yeah, the, the vibe of the guitar is just wicked. Yes. It's... It's not like Alice Cooper, but if you think of Alice Cooper and his wickedness, you can think of it in that way. Not, not that it sounds like Alice, but it has a comparative menacing vibe like Alice does. That's, that's the closest to sounding like dub that I can come. 
Yeah, I like this song, and I could see where he's talking about uh, James's vocals. Seems like he is trying a little too hard. I agree with that. It's a great song. I wouldn't skip it, but it's not one of my favorites off this album. I agree with uh, right. agree with you on that one. And then let's get into the next track. But the next track I pick to play. So here's "Welcome Home Sanitarium" by Metallica.
That was Welcome Home Sanitarium by Metallica. What would you think of that, Mountain Man? <laughs> Personal opinion, that is the ballad of <laughs> the entire album. That ain't nothing much more you can really say in that aspect. Headfield's uh, vocals on this one, absolutely fantastic. He perfectly delivered. The guitar riff are awesome. The chorus is one of the finest on the album. And uh, Kurt Hammett soloing and James Softer guitar rhythm utilized together came absolutely perfect for this song, especially for the song Meaning. The faster riffing in the song is also absolutely fantastic. It, it is one of the finest songs, in my opinion, Metallica has ever done. What did you think, Lee? Oh, well, um, before I say what I wrote um, to respond to what Mountain Man said, I'll say that if this is considered to be a ballad, well, you know, um, then, hey... I'll never talk bad about ballads again if all of them sounded like this. Now, anyway, again, um, this is like the song Fade to Black, yep. but better. I'm sort of glad they improved upon Ride the Lightning instead of starting from scratch and screwing up. Oops, sorry. But anyway, I'd like Bon Jovi better if they did songs like this. <laughs> this, this, is, this is great. You and those Bon Jovi digs, you try to get them in every show. <laughs> I, well, some people have other groups that get on their craw. I have to have a bitch group who I complain about. Okay. You know, not that I have to, but you know, I, there's a couple of Bon Jovi songs that I... Never mind. Bon Jovi's like, your ne Sammy Hagar. <laughs> um, I don't care who you are, fuck Sammy Hagar. Sorry, <laughs> hell, but hell. But have have you ever heard the group Fun? No. Yes. If, 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 uh, uh, they're worse than Sammy, <laughs> I think. Okay. I mean, if, if if I if I mentioned the group Fun to the people who don't like Sammy Hagar, they'd get real pissed at me because they'd have to either think that Fun was better. Or admit that it was worse. How right. la how lame of a name? Couldn't they have come come up with something better than fun? Why don't they say we have fun or fun 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 or come on just <laughs> fun? Yeah. <laughs> um, who was the one? Um 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 Mountain Man. You've heard them, but have you heard them, Mark? Uh, I think I've heard them and I didn't like it, so I forget about forgot about them. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I oh I, I never said I liked them. I said I heard them. Yeah, that's that's a big difference. We've got poisoned by them. We got attacked <laughs> by them. You're exactly you know? right. Now, now yeah. you do. All three of us are going to catch hell here when Bushy hears this because you know he he's not a fan of uh, Van Hagar, but he is a fan of Sammy Solo shit. So we're going to catch hell over this bit. Oh, not me. I you actually, two. You two. Well, Bushy knows I love no, Sammy. No, no. <laughs> I like some of his stuff. Okay? I'll, I'll be honest with you, as far as I'm concerned, Sammy Hagar can go suck a dick. <laughs> hey, you're gonna get hey, right gonna, on, bro. Hey, 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 we're, we're all about, about saying what we want to say. <laughs> suck a dick. You know? Like, uh. like if I went up to someone and said, hey, bro, let me buy you a drink. Want to <laughs> suck a dick? And they go, 
fuck you on that comment, but yeah, I'll take the drink. <laughs> yeah, but what if, the, what if the drink is called suck a dick? You know, they have drinks like that. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, um, not, not where I frequented yesterday, but, um, all right. You could go well, to a bar, go to a bar, for- oh, go ahead, sorry. Uh, just remember this for now, and if you ever listen to Sammy Hagar when you hear I can drive 55 every time he goes into the course, imagine him choking on a dick every time he's got oh that screen. Actually, actually, um, actually, actually, when I heard that song, it was I can't drive 55 when I suck a dick. You know, it's, it's <laughs> in the little tiny bit of the bass line. Uh, Grad, you Sorry. Go, go into a bar and say, hey, babe, you want me to buy you suck a dick? <laughs> or how about this? Hey, fella, do you like Sammy Hagar? Or do you want a drink? I ain't gonna let you suck my dick. And he goes, well, get the fuck out of my bar, pussy. <laughs> what, is, wow. what is this, this the bar from Police Academy? <laughs> I, I, I actually... Um, uh, well, there was a, a, a bar called Daddy's um, that um, I was handing out flyers for a Greek food festival for someone I knew, a friend. And and so I went to all the bars in San Francisco to do that, and I actually got, like, the, the bartender at Daddy's kind of asked me to leave, and I left, but um, it's like to be kicked out of a gay bar, especially when, you know, uh, and and not that I did anything there, but I saw their their um, bathroom instead of having men or women, they just had the picture of a penis <laughs> on it. I, I knew right the fuck away, I am not going to go in that bathroom. You know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, um, you, you ever seen Police Academy, the Blue Oyster Bar? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you get in one of those bars, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like I went to um, Tijuana when I was in the in the 90s, and this cab driver kept bugging us. Hey, you want to go see the donkey show, man? You want to go see that? I kept saying, no, I don't want to see a fucking donkey <laughs> show. And my friends go, come on, let's go watch a girl suck a donkey's dick. And I go, you guys are nuts. But I went with them because... Fuck, I was with the group, so we went, went into the, I, I'm the first one to walk in, and I see this freaking gay, this guy sucking a donkey's dick, I said, get the fuck out of here right now, <laughs> and the, ta- right. the cab driver just took off, he knew we were going to come out there and fucking kick his ass. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a couple of weird, I'll, I'll just mention it now, just so that you don't feel so bad, um, there was this, when I lived in Fairfax in California, um, there was this guy who would like sweep the floor he was like the floor sweeper and he would just nod he looked like a cool guy he never really said much he was just very quiet and then um one day i was going on the bus and i was waiting at the bus stop and he was there and he saw me and he nodded and i nodded very casual cool he um just sort of said huh um cold out tonight right and I went, yeah it's cold he went uh want to be my wife i went what he went, uh, cold out. <laughs> I went, no. I like women. He went, no comprende. But the, back then, but after that, he didn't say anything to me. But another time I was with a record friend of mine um, who did record collecting, and this one guy um, went up and said, 
hi, how are you? And he talked with us and he said, can I take picture of me and you? And he pointed at me and he said, he pretty like girl. And oh. I go, no. And, and so he said, okay. And then he walked away and he was crying. And I was like, we were both like, me and my friend, what the hell was his trick? You know? <laughs> but yeah. I, I didn't go... I mean, you can take your picture if you are cool with me, but if you tell me I'm pretty like girl, I say no way. Well, did you see the post I put up? Some guy uh, text uh, messaged me and says, "Oh, hi, I saw hi that. pretty. How you doing?" I go, "What?" what he is this? looked like he looked. If, if 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 you look, there's a video that Morrissey did um, where it's nothing but guys coming up and feeling him while he's performing, and this guy looked like. He was trying to imitate the Morrissey video. Oh wow! I you know. know, there was a lot of men with him, and and he looked gay as the Mayflower. I'm sorry, but well, yeah. As we digress, you need to talk about Welcome Home Sanitarium. You said, <laughs> "Oh, did 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 I tell oh, did I tell you what I said no, about you just, you being just... like fade to fade oh. to black?" Oh yeah, you did. Oh, sorry. Okay. Got it. No, All no. Right. Um. I sometimes forget. You can forget, too. All right. Well, let's get my opinion on it. This is the fucking best song on the album. I love this track. I just love the way Kirk's voice sounds. It's like, I don't think he could Kirk. sing like sing like that. Kirk voice? No, I mean James's voice. You're uh, welcome. Thank you. Uh, James's voice. <laughs> I meant Kirk's guitars. Okay, and this is a great fucking song. I love it. Fucking, I just love it how it just, like... As soon as he gets in it, when he hits Sanitarium, that riff goes, Sanit, the riff goes, dun 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 And he right. goes, dun 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 leave me be. Fucking great rhythm right there. Fucking nobody can do that fucking rhythm like J James, man. Fucking great track. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's get it. I will in. say that if, if, if I now talk about the vocals, I want to talk about Kirk doing vocals because... I like him better as a person than James, so even though I know James is doing it, I want to give Kirk credit, even when it's not due, because I think he needs it. Yeah, man. I got names, <laughs> I got names confused because I was thinking about uh, Kirk's solo, but I was thinking about James's vocals, so I freaking mixed them. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> all right, let's... You want to take shots, not lay here? What the crap? This went reversed. No, I'm not taking oh. shots. Uh, I had coffee. Oh, Maybe I'm I getting should, a coffee I, rush now. <laughs> I already finished my one vodka bottle. I, I have to open up my second now. Damn. Uh, since, I I gotta work, since I got to work tonight, I don't get to drink, but I'm jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> hey, you know, Mountain Dew, I, I that's that's good stuff. My mom used to call it Mountain Piss. <laughs> oh. Because this is how they make it. They piss in the can. I go, oh, gross, but I drink it. <laughs> This is some good piss, Mom. <laughs> It'd be like if someone said, "Man, if I'm pissed off at you, you'll know." I sure love that code red. By and Mountain then they Dew. go, no. and then they go. I'm sorry, go on. Nah, I'm just saying I like the code, code red. red by uh, Mountain Dew too. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, they say, "Man, if you're pissed off at me," no, he says, "Dude, if I ever get pissed off at you, you'll know," and then he winks. And then he says, here, have a drink. And the guy drinks it and it's pissed. And then the other guy says, ha, 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 now you know. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get into what I think is the second best track off the album, Disposable Heroes. What do you think about this one, Mountain Man? Oh, well, you definitely hit the nail on the head. Uh, 
It is fast, heavy. The lyrical theme about the soldiers on the front line is definitely outstanding and memorable of this song. The guitar riffing is so fast and hard-hitting. Definitely uh, the most memorable part of the song is the chorus to me, which may be my favorite from the entire album, thanks to James Yelling, Back to the Front Line. The instrumental breakdown uh, that is accomplished by Headfield Chance is a nice touch, and uh, Kurt delivers another awesome guitar solo. So, Disposable Homes is a very memorable and is brutally catchy for my opinion. Disposable Homes or Heroes? Oh, well, you know what I mean. Leave me alone. <laughs> usually, <laughs> I had to if, get you if, back. <laughs> usually, if people make mistakes, I totally ignore it. Like if people talk about Britney Spears, but they really mean Bon Jovi, I don't talk about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but how the hell can you co- co- even put in comparison Britney Spears with Bon Jovi? Oh, Bon Jovi um, don't lip sing, man. I saw them in concert and they sing. So. <laughs> um, believe it or not, she's kind of pretty, and and I don't hate her music too much. I I I, I, I more don't like Avril Lavigne, and she was born on my birthday. Dang. Well, I, story about Britney Spears. I work at a uh, California Adventure Disneyland, and uh, we come. I'm coming out of the Cast Cafe after lunch. And I stumble, and they're, they're, they bring the celebrities through the back sometimes if it's really busy in the front. So they brought Brit- Britney Spears through the back, and I stumbled right into Oh, my her, word. And my hand wow. went right on her boob, and I took it off immediately. Go, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I tripped. And she goes, it's okay, man. You're cool. And I go, thank you. <laughs> I was like, so Oh, my God. I wish I was you at that moment. <laughs> Dude. You were by her car. And you had your foot run over by her car, but she stopped to sign your foot. I'd want to be your foot. <laughs> yeah, but her boob did feel good, and it's real. So <laughs> I, I will tell you this real quick. There was a, a girl in um, seventh grade, and, and and she was kind of sort of bothering me a little bit, but in a flirtatious way. But I was neurotic, and I was pissed off, so I kind of shoved her and I shoved her right in her boobs but instead of her getting all freaked out she was laughing hysterically and then later she told me that she wanted to be my girlfriend so you know that's how that is wow alright so Lee what do you think about disposable heroes <laughs> well I think that the the woman who I shoved the boobs for who said um Anyway, finally, a song that does not sound like anything on Ride the Lightning. This is right. more like old-school, heavy, psychedelic rock, like Black Sabbath. Really awesome song. Actually, I like this even more than the song Master of Puppets, which was my favorite song, but now this one is. Cool. Uh, what happened? I lost my train of thought can, here. Can, can you tell Baby that I'm not yelling at him that I think he's nice and I'm just being happy on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Disposable Heroes, just like what uh, Dub said, one of the best choruses ever, you know, back to the front. You will do what I say when I say back to the front. It's freaking, it's just, his voice is just so powerful and menacing at the same time. It fucking kicks ass, and so does uh, Kurt Solo. James is fucking great. 
fucking Lars, I don't talk about his drumming too much. He's not one of my favorite drummers, but he does do a great job on this album and their last album, if anybody listened to that one. Uh, it's a great fucking song, man. I love it. There you are. Right on. All right, and now we're getting into the next song we're going to play on the Freeform Rock uh-huh. Podcast, Leopard Messiah. So here's Leopard Messiah by Metallica.
That was Leper Messiah by Metallica. What would you think of that one, Mountain Man? Well, now comes the weakest track on the album, for my personal opinion. Um, it, it's really good thanks to the very catchy guitar riff. The drum beat is perfect, and uh, it is a definitely headbang song. The chorus is catchy as well. Headfield vocals delivers, but it's another one of them kind of try-hard songs to me. Um, I love the guitar riff just before the solo kicks in, and it, uh, that's my favorite part of the song. The solo's great. Cliff Burton's deliver delivery of it is fantastic. The, Lars actually doing the drum beats on key is good. But the only thing that really stands out to me, mainly in this song, is the is the solo. Mm -hmm. What did you think about it, Lee? It was your song. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I had to say there were any filler tunes on here, no, I wouldn't pick this. <laughs> in no way is it filler. Another great song. Makes me want to bang my head. But not in a quiet riot. A loud riot. <laughs> Bang your head. You know, I don't think you need to bang your head any more than it is, man. Be careful. <laughs> in fact, um, some people would say those are cysts on your head. I would say no, those were kisses that turned into horns. No, I'm, I'm, I'm now not even making sense. Hopefully, I, I'm making dollars, but not cents. Uh, uh, well, I, I, I like. You this can song. tell I'm getting a little bit drunker. Yeah. Now you're going to have to try and shut me up so you can talk. And anyway, go on. Okay. Uh, that I like one, that. I like this song. Freaking, I like James's vocal delivery on it. It's not one of the best songs on here. I agree with uh, Mountain Man on that. But I wouldn't skip it. It's good. And then we get into the instrumental masterpiece, which is Orion. What would you think of this one, Mountain Man? <clears throat> the most complex piece on the entire album it begins with the signature bass effects uh that uh cliff burton always delivered and always loved to deliver is definitely a cliff burton song on that one for his performance it met the stellar guitar riff as well the drumming was okay it could have been a little bit more on some of the uh symbols personally for me but, but Lars done a damn good job. Uh, the song makes my head bob every time I listen to it. I uh, love so many of the guitar links and solos utilized throughout the track. Uh, but my favorite part uh, where Cliff Burton uses the bass line halfway through the song, it is the absolute fantastic sound, especially soon met with Kurt's get, uh, emotional guitar links. My favorite part of the track is is all of it, pretty much, but mainly with Cliff Burton. Uh, uh, it is definitely one of the finest pieces of music that Metallica has written, and definitely one of the best instrumentals of all time, especially coming from Cliff. What did you think about it, um, Lee? Wow. Ooh. You know, it's interesting. It's like when I did the review on YouTube, which I don't think anybody will see because I personally and purposefully made all of or most of my reviews unlisted, which means you can see it if I 
give you the link. But I was being a controller. But anyway, I can understand if people get impatient with the song, but I think it's awesome. And it brings the mood down just a little bit after all that intense hand banging. And right. what I said the review is like, if people are impatient with this stuff, that's up to them. But this is like a chill song. This is like um, psychedelia of its day. You don't need to get on acid. You just need to drink and listen to this, and it's cool. But I think that it's a perfectly great song, and I, I really love it. Yeah, um, I remember this song, when I first heard it, I wasn't really in instrumentals, but it just kept growing and growing on me, and it became one of the, my favorite songs off this album. I got more mainly into instrumental music when I started listening to Joe Saturani surfing with the alien, and then I just started oh, yeah. appreciating it more and more and more, and now I just have all of Joe's albums, even the one right. where he sings half the songs, which were kind of terrible. Uh, <laughs> and I just said, dude, shut up. And uh, I only yeah. liked Big Bad, Moon, Big Bad Moon that he sang on that, but that was about it. I think that's the single. That's why it was good. Oh, it's kind of sounded okay. like D, uh, ZZ Top. But this is a great song. And um, Hatfield does a second solo on this song. And uh, it's really cool, man. It's good to hear Hatfield do some leads once in a while. He did a couple uh, leads on this album that I didn't point out. But it's pretty, right. pretty cool, man. And also, I... I I was looking it up and I can't find it. I remember there was like a a serial killer documentary which Master of Puppets was used as the soundtrack in the background, and it was so. And when Orion came on, I think they were look, looking for bodies in the forest, and it, it was just so poignant the way they used that the music from this album on there. And Metallica signed off on it. It was pretty cool. I just can't find it right now. I'm saying, what the fuck is that? It was a documentary on HBO, and I can't remember it. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that you can't find it. I don't really want to see. You don't like documentaries and shit? <laughs> like that? <laughs> not not on that, no. It was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, ha, 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 you know, I, 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 I murdered everybody. Ha, 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 you go. I'm, 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 I'm going to murder everybody else. Ha, 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 is that cool? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Have you ever heard the song, They're Coming to Take Me Away, Ha, Ha? No. Oh my God! You don't know about um, um, Napoleon the Fourteenth. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you the whole album. You have to hear that. You, you're gonna, you, you're either gonna love it or you're gonna freak out. But um, we should do a review of it sometime. And and um, but but that's for a later date. Oh, I just found it. It's called uh, 2011 Paradise Lost Purgatory Documentary. They used uh, Welcome Home Sanitarium, Fade to Black, and The Day That Never Comes. Okay. There was this one movie that I saw. Um, I forget the name of it, but um, it, 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 it was a weird movie. I didn't see all of it. Um, maybe you might know of it. Um, there was this um, guy who was, like, in a kind of a, like, office and he had, like, secretaries, and he just asked his secretary if she could do something for him. I forget what he asked her, like, maybe write a note or do something, and she said no. And he choked her, and he threw her out the window, and then then she landed in the bushes, and then he went out, 
and he um, put her body um, in a bag, and then this guy walks, no, this guy drives by, and he sees him with the bag, and he thinks he's a cool guy because he killed someone, so he said, hey, man, come on, I'll help you if you want to dump this body, and then, so now they're driving, and then I think the guy wants to kill the other guy, but it's it's like, I, I, I had to shut it off in the middle of it because it was well done, but it was really twisted and creepy, and I just didn't want to see all of it. I don't know the the name of it, but um, it, uh, the the guy, I don't even, it was kind of like a Quentin Tarantino film, but even worse. Yeah, uh, further on that movie, I was wrong. It's the it's a follow-up of the case of the West Memphis Three, a decades-long fight to exonerate them that finally gained traction with new DNA evidence where their music was used, and it's Paradise Lost Three Purgatory. I think uh, it's the third film in that, and the first one used the Total Master of Puppets, and this one used hmm. a few other Metallica songs, but it's a pretty good documentary from HBO. There's it's It uh, nominated for one Oscar, so it's really good. It's about trying to get rid of get these guys out of jail because they didn't commit. They were kid, I guess they were uh, kids when they committed a murder, but they didn't commit the murder and they got DNA up. Well, that's cool. Them yeah, so you guys should check that out. Yeah, so as long as it's about justice being done, cool. If it yeah. were about like promoting, you know, promoting murder and promoting, hey man, this is cool. You know, um, why don't we kill people? It's like, no, I, I ain't into that. But if it's about, hey, man, you know, we're going to see what happened. There's a lot of movies that I've seen about people who didn't do it, but they said that they did it. It might be fictional or not fictional, but it's like, so, yeah, I, I actually do like murder mysteries, but I mostly prefer the fictional ones because... Because, I don't know, I, I just like fiction a lot. Alright, well let's get into the last track on the album, Damage Incorporated. What did you think of this one, Mountain Man? Well, uh, as a lot of people know, Metallica has many ranges. They can go from heavy metal to rock, all the way to thrash metal. This song is a thrash fest. Uh, it ends the record on a heavy note. Uh, just as it started. It uh, uh, begins with a really cool soft sounding effect and soon dives right into, like I said a minute ago, a definite crash fest. Uh, the guitar riffs are so fast and heavy and the drumming from Lars on Damage is on point. Uh, it builds a delivery on, on uh, uh, vocals is uh, brutally and fast delivered. The guitar riff ensures before the solo is my favorite part of the entire album. Uh, the guitar solo is fast and definitely memorable from first. This is definitely a headbanger from the album and it is a good way to definitely end the album with with how it started. So it is a very good one. Cool. Yeah, what do you think about it, Lee? Oh, I thought to myself, the other favorite song on here, great way to end the album. This almost felt like orgasm. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that what you sound like during an orgasm? I need to put on uh, no. headphones if I'm staying in a room with you. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I was with my... When I had a girlfriend, I, I had a girlfriend, and um, I, I, when I sing, sometimes I go... Or when I do videos, I go, and I do a puppet voice. So I was with her, and I said, Hey, are you? And she went, um, It's like okay to listen to your puppet voice um, on video, but in lovemaking, no, it freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it kind of freaked her out, even though, uh, well, I thought it would, would be cool, but, but she didn't. A pup, you sounded more like Mickey Mouse. Oh, Pluto! Oh, little chickens alone. Well, there was one time I I was actually with my sister and and someone and we went out. I forget where we went, but I liked it. But when I went home, uh, it was late at night. I don't know why. I just wanted to be weird. I, I I just was like, I just wanted to talk weird. So when I saw my dad, I went, "Hi, Dad. How are you?" We went out and we did this, da, 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 da. and he actually acted like there was nothing wrong. You know, I was like, "Hey, how are you? Guess what we did? We did this." He thought I was just so excited that my voice got high. He didn't realize that I was just kidding around. But I have no idea why I did it. But if I were to talk to you and just say, "Hi, Mark," if I go, "Hey, Mark." Wanna come talk to me? You might say, uh, not now, not while you're high pitched. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever heard a song of Dr. Domino called Kinko the Kid Loving Clown. I've heard it. It was Kinko, Kinko the Kid Loving Clown. It's a kid's It sounded too much like me. <laughs> right. I, I would say, Daddy, can I see Kinko? And you go, what? The fact that you mentioned the word kinko disturbs me enough. <laughs> what does disturb mean? It means you're going to stay in your room until this clown goes. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound right. All right, let me get oh. into this. Let me get into this track and but first, I found there's three movies Paradise Lost. The first one was The Child Murders of Robin Robin Hills at Robin Hills. That was the music that was totally Master of Puppets, music by Metallica. And then they had two subsequent sequels, which was Paradise Lost 2, Revelations, and the last one, which was Purgatory. So Metallica, the, the whole soundtrack was done by Metallica. The first one was released in 1996. So you guys should check this out. It's a pretty cool movie. I just remember them in a forest, and Orion was playing. And they're going through with the camera, and I go, man, this is fucking bitching. <laughs> like in the way they use the music so you guys should check that out so let me get into damage incorporated now uh it's a great fucking song to end the album fucking thrash metal fest i love this song i love this fucking record and i bought the the three three disc expanded edition which has two cds of unreleased material even has an interview of cliff burton like a 19 minute interview with him for madness metal madness magazine has long uh demos rough cuts interviews uh live the third cd is live from the damage tour freaking great album i love the sticker on it i kept it it says obey your remaster <laughs> yeah obey your master Obey your remaster. Yeah. Remaster the CD. What CD? <laughs> Curtis Drivey. 
Who the hell is he? I don't know. Obey your master. Obey I mean, your remaster. <laughs> obey your hamburger. Go into the drive and da 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 in and out burger. Da 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 da. Obey your burger. Da da da. Obey your double burger master. Da 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 da. All right. I'm 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 all fucked up now. Yeah, I can tell. I think I think Mountain Man can tell too. No, no, you you can't. You can't. I'm like this always. Must be fun. Must be fun to be you. You're always on. Um, no, sometimes it's not fun when I put my thing in the electric socket. Ouch, mommy! Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my. You need to get some plug cards on that. <laughs> uh, plug cousins? Cousins. You, you, I, you know, you're going to plug your cousins? <laughs> there was one um time I went to the family reunion and um, my um, cousin's daughter, who's like my second cousin, she, long ago, she she had a very, very thick sweater tucked in, and, and she looked fucking hot. And then she was just kissing everybody, hello, um, and I had a big beard mustache, but she kissed me, hello, I, wow, you know, um, I, I hear that she's maybe now on drugs, I don't know, but, but no, she, she was... She was like Eddie Bauer type of Thanksgiving dinner conservative type of person, but damn, I'm I'm saying too much. All right, man. So that was the the end of our our review of Master Puppets. <laughs> and uh, Mountain Man, you want to plug your plug? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> By the way, did you get that from me? Yes, I did. It comes on. It already started on the last podcast. Gotcha, gotcha. I wasn't for sure if he got that sent to you or not. Yep. So he's on the plug, right? <laughs> Silence. 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 I kill you. I... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, definitely. Uh, whenever everybody can, uh, for uh, me and Bushy. Uh, couple of us, basically a couple of little rednecks, one from New York, one from North Carolina down south, get together once a week, just uh, hang out and talk about anything and everything. The way we look at ourselves, it's the male redneck version of you. We we have guests on all the time. Mr. Lee has joined us twice in the past. Yeah. If I'm correct, we're going to try to oh. get Mr. Mark on with us one day to definitely cool. try to do some stuff with us. So, be prepared for that, brother. All right. Uh, but if you, everybody gets a chance, we just actually released our uh, this week's episode last night. Uh, we done, and I know everybody's going to laugh their ass off about this, the new Steel Panther album <laughs> review, review for Lower the Bar. So if you want to laugh huh. off and hear a bunch of guys that love to talk about sex, drugs, rock and roll, and calling uh, every woman in the entire world whores, definitely check out that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but but for a comedic band, they're decent. But um, yeah, uh, definitely give us a listen if y'all can. Uh, definitely keep listening to Freeform uh, uh, podcast here. Lee and Mark do a fantastic job in delivery of uh, cool. their reviews. So definitely keep checking them out. And 
definitely just keep going, guys. Yeah, I've had an absolute bump. Yeah, Lee hey, right the longest-running guest host ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, um, 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 if, if, if it wasn't that, I'd be doing something else all during my day. And it would only be enjoyable to me. And I will leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh... So, Mountain Man, we usually pick two tracks of the week, but since you're the guest, you need to pick two tracks of the week that you, you'd want people to check out. Two tracks of the week? Yeah. Just any general, correct? Like any song. Well, then I'm going to have to say from the album last night we reviewed one song. If you've ever had a crazy ex-girlfriend that uh, you hooked up with and tried to run away from, no matter what, the crazy woman found you, Definitely check out from Steel Panther, Poontang Boomerang. Poontang <laughs> Boomerang. <laughs> and my next choice, I'm going to have to go with, let's see here, since we talked about them earlier, uh, Lee brought them up, Bon Jovi. Oh. I am not a fan. Oh, God. I am um. not a fan of their new stuff. But <laughs> I grew up on Bon Jovi uh, 80s and 90s music. Let's see if you pick a song that I like, one of the two. But anyway, well, it's your we'll, choice. Go on. We'll, we'll see what uh, if it happens. Uh, from this album, Slippery When Wet, Lay Your Hands On Me. Yeah! That was all, that was, that was on New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. That's, thank that's thank one of the two songs I like! Fuck, man, right on, Dub. <laughs> you, you, you almost my, 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 my cutie. I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm straight, but thank you, man. I still think you, need, <laughs> I, I still think you need to go listen to These Days by Bon Jovi. That's a killer album with a song called Hey God. I'm so drunk, I'll do it just to fuck with myself. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for correcting me, Mark. I got a little confused. It's there. okay, but, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I mean, you, you can't. You, my my God, that's that's. <laughs> I'm not going to admit I like the song, even though I fucking think it's awesome. Oh, sorry, I'm 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 going to shut up. <laughs> no, dude, you're good. Uh, I'll go ahead and admit, uh, and I've said this on the plug before. Uh, my mother raised me on classic rock and southern rock. Oh I yeah. Actually, I actually still have the cassette tape. Everybody don't know what a cassette tape is. It's this little oh, square thing yeah. <laughs> that you put in a in a, a tape player. You press play. It's not like a CD. You actually have to hit fast forward and rewind. Yeah, it forever to find your damn song you want particular. <laughs> but that's what a cassette tape is. Anyway, yeah, uh, I've still got the cassette tape my mother has sitting in my tape player slash uh, record player slash CD player in my room uh, right now. And it, just like Mark said, it is the album New Jersey. But that that was songs that I grew up with. Uh, bon, Jovi, uh, bon Jovi, Poison, ACDC, Leonard Skinner, ZZ Top. So any any songs like yeah. that I grew up on, starting into me getting into heavy metal. Or right on. Whatever. But I've now morphed into, and I know everybody looks at me weird because, yeah, I'm, I'm redneck, but I love heavy metal music, always have. But I went from Judas Priest, ACDC, all them, my number one favorite. And when I say new metal, I mean NEW, basically for my generation, was 10 yeah. years ago, starting with Slipknot. 
So oh. Slipknot really broke the mold for me, and Slipknot today is one of my favorite bands in the entire world. I'm not Did they do an album called Idaho? I think I liked it, or, or, or Iowa. Iowa or something. It was Iowa. Oh, Iowa. Yeah, yeah, okay, but anyway, go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I no, do no, like no, that. Iowa was actually their second debut major record, so Iowa is one of their heaviest definite ones. If you get a chance, Lee, go on Podbean and look at our very first episode, our official oh. one plug. We done an album review for Point Five, The Gray Chapter, their last album. Okay. It's talking about basically death and death of their bass player, Paul Gray, who passed away now, I think it's been five years ago, but they ended up losing him because of his doctor. So, yeah, so that album, honestly, for Slipknot, ranging from their first studio album for uh, uh, the self-titled, which is their second heaviest record, in my opinion, it ranges... All four of them mixed in one complete album. So go give it a wow. listen and okay. see my interpretations and Bushy. And that was when we had Sin with us. Sin done okay. that review. With I'll us. probably listen to the album first and then hear the review just so that I have a context. Right. But, are, but are yeah. Slipknot or any of them, Mark? Uh, slip, uh, I like Stone Sour better. I'm not. I'm you, not into the real heavy vocals, like uh, okay, Cookie Monster type. But their music sounds really. It's like I'll listen. Uh, somebody say, "Hey, check out this band," and then they have a really good, good riff, and then and then all of a sudden, it's like, and I'm like, "Fuck, what happened?" I need melody. Well, I need melody, man. Me. Oh. <laughs> well, dude, trust me. If you would actually just sit down and listen to some of the songs on Point Five, the Great Chapter, it is melodic. And also heavy at the same time, and they incorporated it perfectly on that album. If you get, if you haven't listened to our first album, uh, our first record review, go listen to it, see what you think before you listen to the album, and it may be something you might actually enjoy if it's something that you might be interested in. I'll check yeah. it out. I found I found that for me, like when I heard Ohio and I heard what they were talking about in the songs, I thought, wow, this is like. Um, um, slam poetry, like they're talking about stuff that really concerns them, that's like deep, and 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 I, not that I lived it, but I could, I I could understand it. They 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 were talking about stuff that I felt they really felt, and right. it did not it did not feel like most like crappy death metal kind of stuff or whatever it was exactly. but I, I but 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 I liked I liked Slipknot and um I heard some of Stone Sour and I thought it was like sucking on a sour stone I'm sorry <laughs> but 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 that's how I felt I liked Slipknot better for me but cool. we all have our own taste well, yeah. that's 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 the one thing that's beautiful about loving music, and this is one thing I've said to everybody. Me, me and you had a couple of disagreements. Even me and Mark had a couple of disagreements on this album review. But at the same time, it's the beautiful thing about it. We're all supporting the same genre in college. So Yeah, I mean, of course, um, um, that's, that's the one thing that I don't like is the disagreements. I, I want to rope you all in and 
make you think what I think. But I mean, otherwise, um, <laughs> if, 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 if you feel like you need to be the rebel, I'm cool with it. No, I'm oh, exactly. I'm good. <laughs> but but like I say, that's the beautiful thing about this. And yeah. Typically, you all do an album reviews. It, something that Mark may have said that he agreed with and I disagreed. If someone listens to this and it turns them to that music to help them better understand it and want to get into it more, that's oh, the yeah. thing about all this. And that's why I love I, I love music criticism. Exactly. That's why I do this podcast. Being Bushy, I know a lot of episodes, 90% of stuff we agree on, but there's times me and Bushy look at each other and like, you're just fucking wrong, dude. We don't say it out loud, but we're just yeah. like, yeah, you're wrong. This is this. Yeah. That ain't that way. But, but yeah, I oh, go on. Go on. Go on. I, I was gonna say something, but go on first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, either way, uh, I've been a fan of this show. Now I've listened back and everything. Even before y'all asked me once again, thank you thank very you. much for having me on this fantastic show. Oh yeah. Um, uh, definitely keep up the good work. And, yeah, uh, right on. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Y'all need help with anything? I, right I mean, on. We're, we're an upstart podcast as well. We don't have a whole, whole bunch of people. But we're like y'all. We're trying to grow. We're trying to get to a decent set of it. Definitely. To make the best show that we possibly can. So, yeah. once again, I'm honored. And I'm very Thank you. thankful and had a fantastic time. So, Me too. In fact, but, I'm, I was go just going to say... Um, yeah, it's like if it were all, oh, I agree with you, or I agree with you, I agree with you, I agree with you, that would be boring. I think it would be fun. In fact, I did a couple of reviews. I didn't even listen to the albums. What I did was I just wanted to see what would happen. I looked at what was the top-selling album on Billboard at that week. Right. And I did not even listen to any of the songs. I don't know one note of music. I picked one and I said about every song, this is the best song that I've ever heard. It is totally awesome. No other song compares to it. And I said that about every single song. And then the 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 second one or or the other one which was the top one I don't even know what the group is now. I'll have to look at it on my YouTube. I said, this song is horrible. I hate it. It is the worst song that has ever been done. And I said, about every song. And, and I just did that to both to two different reviews just to see. And some people saw it. And um, one guy who is a friend of mine actually on the one I said, this is the best review. He went, this is the best review I've ever heard. Um, nothing compares to it. Totally, you know, so he kind of mimicked exactly what I said. Nobody right. said anything on the, the bad one, but I, I, I just wanted to mess with people. But I, I just thought people want to learn about whatever the fuck is important at, to them at that time or whatever the fuck is happening. I d- and I, d- I was just trying to mess with people. I did that on Sammy Hagar hating pages. I went there and said, I fucking love Sammy just to piss them off. You know, because oh. I was pissed off at all the Sammy Hagar hate, which I admitted on Dr. Fuck when we did an episode. But fuck, I oh, was pissed yeah. off. No, I'm just the fucking, I, I think, look, look back on it. I was a fucking stupid idiot, you know, just trying to cause drama just to cause drama, you know. 
Because I, I, I just went into those pages, like, on... I got kicked out of the Combat Rock and Metal because I did that shit. And, uh... <laughs> so, so, let, let, so let's... So let's... Let's, like, in, in, in this thing, because uh -oh. Mountain Man wants to get ready for his job and relax uh -oh. before he gets to work. <laughs> Let's... Uh -oh. Sorry. Okay, well, here's the two tracks that we're going to play. We're going to play Steel Panther, Poon Tang, Boomerang, and Bon Jovi, Lay Your Hands on Me on the Freeform Rock Podcast. So you guys have a great day, man. Take it easy. Thank you so much. All right, bye, bye Mountain Man. Thank you very much for being on the show. Scare thank me. you, mailman. All right. I'll thank you. Take care. Honor. All right, man. Right, Take okay. it easy, Bye. man. Bye. Met a girl on Tinder about a year ago. Ass felt like a beanbag, stinking down below. She never got a call back. I couldn't get on that fast.
Now let's get into the promos. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I wanna rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You gotta fight for your right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. The Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. Ear Peeler, the podcasting and interview news site to keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear. Go to earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Punch it! Get blasted! From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina. Skitter pal, meow meow. This is Bushy. And the mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure. Only on the plug with Bushy and the mountain man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much. Hey, this is Lee Gerstmann, and if you like to hear some stuff that's like, you don't know what it's gonna be, and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's gonna be, check me out on what I call the Lee Gerstmann Show, and it's just me doing reviews, or me doing horsing around, or whatever I'm doing, check it out, please. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.